0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Pistol Pesh podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you'll rate, subscribe, and review. My podcast can be found on Apple, Google, Spotify, and all other podcast platforms. So I hope you'll go on there and subscribe and rate and review. Uh, I'm going to be posting a lot more uh, cool stuff coming up, but today's podcast is really cool. This is today, I'm going to have my first guest on. I'm going to have my friend Lynn Moyer. She's got. She's gonna be talking about um, going from corporate life and taking a leap of faith into do, into doing what you want to do. And uh, she started a company called Illuminate Marketing, and she's wrote a book. She's an author, and so today's conversation is really awesome, really fun. I think you'll enjoy it a lot. You'll learn a lot. You'll uh, be encouraged, and hopefully, you'll want to take that leap of faith into doing what you want to do and what you're passionate about. Um, We're going to talk about the idea of security and financial security and um, finding purpose um, and many other things. It's going to be a really fun, fun conversation. So uh, let's get to it. All right. It's my pleasure to introduce you to my friend, Lynn Moyer. Hello, Lynn. Hi there, Pesh. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me today.
0: You're welcome. So you're the podcast's official Oklahoma City Thunder reporter. That's my husband, I think. <laughs> we figured you were the, the expert on this I know. Topic. When
1: you told me you wanted to interview me for a sports podcast, I got a little concerned. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we're going to talk about, not sports, but it's included in sports. It's part of sports. Definitely relevant, yeah. So we're going to talk about taking a leap of faith into doing what you're actually passionate about. So I want to ask you as to why you think you can... Explain this topic better than anybody else? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I don't know if I can explain it better than anyone else, but I des- definitely have um, a story of pursuing the corporate environment, climbing the corporate ladder, really valuing that a lot, um, and then eventually, essentially reaching what I call like the summit of my career. So the way that I say it in my book is that it wasn't until I reached the top of the mountain. That I realized that I actually hated the mountain. So it's you can sometimes get to the pinnacle of your career and then realize that it's a lot more empty than you thought. So uh, that was the point in time when I decided to take a leap of faith and do something completely different with my life.
0: So what about the corporate life? Then, then you didn't like?
1: Yeah, great question. I think some of the things that um, didn't really resonate for me about the corporate life were uh, the. The fascination with climbing at any cost um, and also seeing people more as products or machines to produce things for the company yeah. as opposed to seeing people f- with their uniquely gifts built gifts and talents. Um, and then I think another thing, uh, was just the restrictions on the time, the hours of working, um, and really feeling like, even if I got my work done before five, I still needed to sit at the desk past four fifty nine, And that was just, just really challenging. Boss, yeah. Your, like, right. Last mm-hmm. one out,
0: first one. In exactly. Yeah. So I'm guessing you didn't like want to start your business from the early age. Like when did you come to the point where you were like, okay, I need to start I want to do this kind of on my own now. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. When I was a kid, I think I wanted the same thing that a lot of people wanted. Um, I wanted security to have a job that could, you know, support me and my family. And, um, you know, so after pursuing that and then realizing that it wasn't all it was cracked up to be, I, as the way the kid president says, it was time to get a better dream. (laughs) So um, I think the time that I decided to take the leap of faith was, uh, there's this one moment that I remember really clearly where I was in downtown Chicago at the time at the corporate headquarters. And I was sitting in this big boardroom and I was doing a presentation and all the executives were there. And I could even see the Chicago skyline kind of far away, like out through this high rise that we were standing in. Yeah. And I just remember feeling like, Wow, this is, I really finally made it. And there was just this like, as equally as exciting as it was, there was this equally like empty feeling of there has to be more than this. Otherwise, yeah. like, there's nowhere to go from here. Right. So um, I think that was the moment when I decided that it was time to leave.
0: Cool. That's awesome. So you and your husband, Matt, you started the marketing business. So what did it take from giving up the, you know, the financial security and all the things that come with having a corporate life? To taking that leap of faith, to going into something, doing it on your own, starting something new, uh, it's just—it's a scary thing to do because you have to leave a lot of things behind that you—that mm-hmm. gives you security.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I would say that. Uh, so. Th- part of my journey was actually putting all of my stuff on Craigslist and I had to break my lease early. So a little bit of background when I decided to go out on my own, it wasn't as beautiful as I had hoped. It was much more rocky. So I, uh, ex- I accepted a job at another company thinking, well, I don't want to stay in the corporate environment, but I don't really have the guts to go completely on my own. I'll just <laughs> accept this job. That's doesn't really pay as much, but it's a lot less stressful and I'll, I'll just do that. So I went ahead and accepted that job offer. Uh, and right after I, I quit my other job and did my two weeks. The very next day I was contacted by the new company and they said that the uh, they had this big deal with Motorola. Well, it didn't go through. Oh, wow. So they were having to rescind all offer letters that they had sent out, but I had already quit my other job. Oh, so now no. I had no job. <laughs> so it's, it, you know, it's one thing to quit your job without an offer letter. I thought I had that. Yeah. Um, and so then I was inadvertently unemployed for what I thought would be you know, maybe a few days, I kind of saw it as a blessing. Like, well, I'll take this time and I'll really find myself and, you know, find out what I want to do. Well, those, you know, six or seven days ended up turning into six, seven months. Oh, wow! So I was living off of my savings account. I had to break my lease early in my apartment. I sold as much stuff as I could. At the same time, I was really having this like spiritual awakening. So, um, as any of your listeners may know, um, usually these faith conversations can happen when you feel like you're at rock bottom. So, um, I had really valued my career as more important to me than anything. And when that was taken away, I started really asking the bigger questions like, what is my life for? What am I here for? What do I want to pursue? Um, and that's when I really pursued and then found, um, God in a very, uh, unique and, and life-changing way. So, um, I basically started praying, you know, during those six months, what am I supposed to do now? What does my life look like? And I kind of got extreme thinking, well, you know, I'm going to become a missionary. I'm, I've already, I've already lost everything. What's What's going to Africa at this point? Um, Might as well do it. Right, exactly. I was like, I have nothing to lose. And so, um, I did consider that I considered a lot of different things, but at the end of the day, I felt that God was calling me to use all of the education and experience that he had given me, but this time to use it for him. And so, um, you know, know, marketing, which is what I do now is a very powerful endeavor because you're leveraging all these channels of modern marketing, influence, social media, email, text, chat. Um, and you're basically, you have the option to illuminate messages and make messages visible either for evil or for good. Yeah. So I think before it was for products and money. Um, and now it's for the redemptive messages of Christ in the world. So I started a company called illuminate marketing. And our message is that we illuminate the messages of Christ in the world, making them
0: visible. Yeah. And you also wrote a book.
1: I did. The book also has a light reference. Uh, The book is called City of Lights, and it's about my journey um, from this whole thing that I'm explaining of being in the corporate environment, really needing a change, and then taking that leap of faith and seeing how God blessed that all throughout the years after that. Um, So I've now owned my company for 10 years. Um, Two years ago, I released a book called City of Lights. You can find it on Amazon. Uh, But it's a kind of a rundown of that whole story. And then overlaid and woven through all of that is actually uh, a story of my husband and I doing life alongside a homeless tent community in Chicago, which I didn't even know honestly existed in American cities. Uh, But there was a substantial 20 to 35 tent community living alongside the Chicago river in the South loop. And Matt and I had lived there for over a year in a high rise and had never seen it because they're right along the riverbank, So you can't really tell that they're there.
0: Most of the time they're hidden.
1: They are hidden. And the only time that you can see them is when you're doing a tourist tour on a boat down the river. <laughs> and then, you know, people would see them and kind of wave to the homeless, homeless, wave back. And it's kind of this thing like a joke. You feel so bad
0: about it for a little Right, right. <laughs> you're like, well,
1: you know, off to lunch, off to the <laughs> next thing. Um, but because they were literally and figuratively our neighbors that changed things for us, we ended up actually getting to know them, getting to know how they became homeless. Um, and ultimately seeing a lot of people move their lives forward, which the book talks about
0: as well. That's cool. That's something like I've noticed recently just driving through like Atlanta and I feel like this homeless thing, like I I grew up in mostly like urban out of the city area. And I feel like the more I see other cities, bigger cities, I see, homelessness more Mm -hmm. and more. Mm -hmm. And in the biggest, like, especially like under the bridges and Mm -hmm. hidden places that normally most people wouldn't see. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And, and that's the thing too, of they're not, the people are usually not seen or they're seen and ignored, which is actually worse. Um, but one thing that I've noticed is that some people do actually want to be homeless. So there, there is, you know, the category of people that they choose to be homeless, that's the way that they want to live. But that's a very, very small percentage. Most other people have lived a quote, normal life like you and me. Um, they have, you know, basically burned one bridge too many or an addiction or job loss, but they didn't have the backup support that I had when I lost my job with family, friends, a church network. Um, and so it's actually not that hard to be homeless. That's
0: cool. Um, so we're going to go back. So Talking about like, so it's been 10 years now since you've started your company, which means like, it's been a long ride from Mm -hmm. when you started it till now. And Mm -hmm. I feel like it's still an uphill battle a lot of times. Mm -hmm. A lot of people want to think that when you start your company, it's easy, like you get to be your own boss, you get to kind of do what you want to do. But that's I don't feel like that's how it is.
1: Yeah, I think that's... That's 100% true, Pesh. Um, You know, when you think about starting your company, you think about spending your Saturdays and your Fridays all the same way. It's like, well, I'm going to go to Starbucks. I'm going to work when I feel like it. And most of the time, I'll just go to the beach. Ironically, though, if you don't work, you don't make money. So that is a little (laughs) bit of a difference that you learn in in entrepreneurship. And there is an element of the hustle, I think, that never ends. Um, But I will say that the the challenges that I had when I first started the company 10 years ago are not the same challenges I have now. So 10 years ago, I was worried about finding clients about having enough revenue about um, you know, trying to establish brand equity for the company. Now I have different problems. Now my problems revolve around um, maintaining a a healthy team culture and a unity as we grow by 250% every year. It's it's about the ratio between accepting new work and not burning out the team, but being able to pay all of our bills. So Mm -hmm. I will say that the challenges now feel more complicated, uh, but I also have um, lots more help than I used to, which really makes a difference.
0: That's cool. So what are some tips or like advices you would give to somebody who's you know, wanting to kinda do and pursue their pursue their passions and what they feel they should be doing, but are kind of restricted from doing because they have fear over losing the insecurity? Like Mm -hmm. what would you say to that? Yeah. Great
1: question. So the funny thing about security is I always say like safety is an idol in disguise. Mm. Um, there's no such thing as safety. There's no such thing as security. And so, um, what it really comes down to is a willingness to take a step back and to say, what do I actually believe that I'm on earth for? We all have a purpose. Um, and aside just from the way you live your life and the way you treat people, which is very important. I do believe that we all have some type of a very important, purpose to contribute yeah. to society, to, um, you know, I know this is a sports podcast, so I think, um, there's a lot of great things about taking a leap into an, um, athletic endeavor as well, including, but not limited to the sense of team. Um, the fact that you can grow a, like a sense of family, which is what I try and yeah. do illuminate. Um, and then also just to be someone that inspires other people. Yeah, I think there's a real value in that. Um, so I would say just to take a step back, maybe take a Saturday, and just kind of sit back without a lot of stress and pressure and just think to yourself, if money was not an option, I didn't have to worry about money. If I wasn't afraid, how would I spend my time? Um, And then also after you think through that, the second piece of it, I think is running that through the filter of, especially if you happen to be a Christian person um, or someone that's on some level of a spiritual journey, I would say to run that spiritual journey through the filter of what you're thinking you want to do as well to make sure that there's a real passion and an impact behind it. Because there's a difference between doing something you want to do for fun and choosing something that has a lasting benefit and s- provides a sense of satisfaction in your life. Right. Um, you know, essentially it's like when you die, what do you want to be remembered for? Work toward that.
0: Right. So a lot of times, so <clears throat> in sports you see a lot of times, cause in if you want to get to, um, like the NFL or the NBA, the professional sports, there's only certain amount of people that can go every year. And so there's m- Usually, more people coming out of college or high school that want to make it to that than the league will accept. So, a lot of people will have their dreams crushed that they worked hard from the beginning. And so, I'm, you know, it's always like a scary thing to say, like, I want to go all in, but and then eventually maybe fail. And I personally think it's better to go all in and fail than to not go all in at all. Mm-hmm.
1: I agree. I think about that a lot as it pertains to the Olympics. Yeah, people that lay down their entire lives, they train, they've given up everything, relationships. Yeah. I mean, you name it. Um, and so when you get all the way there and you get bronze or you don't rank at all, right? Um, it's not the gold that you are hoping for. And right. um, as it, you know, relates to these really incredible athletes, honestly, that are coming out of schools and maybe not making the placement that they hope for. I think one of the things that we can just think through as athletes is to ask ourselves the question, you know, how can I still use this for good? How can I still be an inspiration to younger people or people that want to pursue their dream? And if this potentially is a closed door, what other doors are now opening because of the history and the dedication, and the, you know, the blood and the sweat that I've put in to get here?
0: Right. So how much do you think when you take that leap of faith is, uh, based on opportunity versus the work you put in?
1: Well, definitely a mix of both, right? I would say that, um, if you are, trying to grow your character and you're trying to grow your expertise, you're, we call it subject matter expert is right. what we call it in the field. But essentially, if you're growing your character being who you are and you're growing what you do, the idea is that hopefully the opportunities will come to you or right. people will come to you. I have found that when I was trying to you know be famous or become known, I didn't achieve either one of those things. It's right. the time when I got off of social media for a year and I actually started working on my character and my expertise and just delivering excellence on time, that opportunities started to come my way. So I think, you know, regardless of failure or not failure, we can still take a step back and learn that it's sometimes, you know, one step back, three steps forward or vice versa. But continuing to grow in who we are is what's going to ultimately bring the opportunities our way.
0: And ultimately, it's not always going to be uphill. Thing. It's going to be a roller coaster kind of battle that you're.
1: Yeah, I on. will say that entrepreneurship is a ride, um, but it's a worthy ride and it's fun.
0: Yeah.
1: I think it's fun. And um, there is something a little bit special about not knowing where your check is coming from, in my opinion, because <laughs> it keeps the hunger alive. There's something to be said about, like, if I know I'm going to make a certain amount of money every single month, I kind of only try that hard or right. I will just do what's expected or asked of me. But if I know that there's a potential to go out and, like, hunt what I eat, you right. know, that's. Different. That's that makes me want to like strive to a new level and um not become complacent.
0: Right. And some people are okay with that, which is honestly crazy to me. (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: just like, how does that sound fun? I'm not understanding.
0: (laughs) Like that's kind of where I am right now. In my like, I have a corporate job, I have a consistent salary coming in. And even though I like my job, I even though I enjoy what I do, I enjoy my co-workers and the people I work with, it's not something I absolutely am passionate about. You know, I'm passionate about sports. I'm passionate about, um, you know, other things. It's not accounting. I mean, accounting is something I'm good at. It's not something I'm passionate about. Mm
1: -hmm. That's a great distinction. Well, and here you are hosting a sports podcast. I am the very (laughs) first guest of many, I'm sure. You are a perfect example to, I think, your listeners on someone that can kind of take uh it doesn't have to be necessarily a full leap but at least a step in a direction a step, toward your yeah. passion yep
0: that's what I kind of I mean like I started this podcast I mean not I don't I'm not very good at like attract having to attract crowd like bringing more attention to it
1: the internet will do that for yeah, you yeah
0: and I'm hoping like providing good content will like do that so I'm hoping I'm betting on myself which is I think what you have I to do I think that's is, a
1: safe bet yeah. yeah that's good
0: I think that's what you kind of have to do when you take a leap of Mm -hmm. faith is like Mm -hmm. having a bet on yourself to like put in that work, put in that time and uh, doing your job with excellence. And hopefully like you will get rewarded based on that. Absolutely. Okay. So we're going to talk about like what happens when you do take that leap of faith and then like start doing what you like what does it take to continue to like grow after that Mm,
1: mm -hmm. well it's interesting you ask that because i think a lot of people talk about the first step taking that leap of faith but then it's like well now what? I still have another 20, 30 years of career ahead of me. What does that look like? Um, I think that starting things is always more fun and more easy, at least in my opinion, than keeping them going. Mm. But that's just the kind of person that I am. Uh, I think that there is a discipline and an obedience and a sacrifice and a humility though, that comes from keeping it going. So I didn't necessarily need those things to get it started. I just needed passion, Mm. but to keep it going and to keep a team that is satisfied and healthy and growing. That's the thing too about leadership is the higher levels that you grow, I've found into leadership, the less that it becomes about you, the more it becomes about identifying other people that also want to become leaders and investing into them and watching them grow, which... Has honestly been much more satisfying than I ever thought it would be. Just to look across the table and to see someone that maybe I hired two or three years ago, and they were, you know, real green, right. Real right behind the ears or whatever they call it. I mean, they were just right out of school, and then to see now they're doing client presentations and setting strategy, and they're coming up with ideas that are just really innovative. And that's that's satisfying for me. It makes me feel like I'm investing into the next generation.
0: Yeah. So you found a smaller purpose within a bigger purpose.
1: Yeah, that's a great way to say it.
0: pretty cool and i feel like that's a huge step of like when you take a leap leap of faith and start doing what you want to do you kind of still have to keep finding that smaller purpose and smaller goals to like keep you engaged and energized to do what you want to do. Absolutely.
1: I think that's true. Even like in accounting, like you gave the example of your corporate job. So you may have originally wanted to do that because it was a great opportunity and because you wanted to create order out of chaos or whatever it may be. Right. But now there are other things that you can do. Like you can interview your coworkers in the podcast or to your point, there's always like kind of a a micro in, in uh, online marketing, we call it a micro conversion goal, but it's basically, it's doing a smaller goal that's as a, subset of a larger goal to keep things moving forward
0: yeah that's cool well this has been fun
1: this has been fun pesh thank you thank
0: you for coming on the podcast
1: i will be back anytime
0: cool i'm gonna i'm gonna have mad do his oklahoma city thunder updates
1: (laughs) (laughs) i think he'll be a great uh a great uh person to have a conversation with on the podcast for sure he will offer much more uh value in the sports arena than i was able to contribute today
0: (laughs) Well, we'll have you both on, I guess, together, so you can input in whatever you have. Sounds great. Thanks again for having me, Pasha. Yeah. I
1: appreciate it. Thanks
0: for coming. Well, guys, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. This was a fun conversation. And uh, again, if if you want to support Lynn, her book, The City of Lights, is available on Amazon you should totally buy it she talks deeper and uh goes into more details about the stuff we talked about today and uh it's a really awesome opportunity to support her and so i hope you guys do that and uh thank you lynn for once again coming on the podcast and uh talking about this this was a fun conversation and i hope all of you listeners will uh, subscribe to my podcast and again rate and review uh thanks for listening and uh I'll talk to y'all again.